spiritual slang like God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Or won't he do it? Because <laughs> you know he really will. Hey. Hello. Welcome to Spiritual Slang. I'm the host Chanel and this is my podcast. I'm so happy to be back. I mean, some people might not have known that I was gone. But before we get into where I've been, before we get into the episode, first, let's just talk about spiritual slang for a moment. As I said, spiritual slang is my podcast, and I created it as a space to help people who look like me, not externally, but internally. And what I mean by that is basically to help anybody who's been through some things or is currently going through some things because I've been through some things and I'm currently going through some things. And so that's what I created it for. And this is a place where I'll have real and transparent conversations about those things in hopes of just one, letting you know that you're not alone. You know, I think a lot of times we can feel like we're suffering alone or we can feel like we're the only one that knows how we feel. But in reality, there's a pool of people out there who have also experienced the same things or are experiencing the same stuff. And so one, you're not alone. And then two, I hope this podcast just encourages you to keep moving forward and to keep pushing forward because there is a light at the end of every dark tunnel. And I always say this and I'll say it again. This podcast is a light at the end of so many dark tunnels for me and it continues to be a light. That is why spiritual slang exists. So what's up, y'all? Thank you for tuning in. As I said earlier, I took a little break. I think it was about like a five week break, maybe. I don't know exactly the timeline, but it definitely was a break. It was longer than I expected it would be because I'm in a season of transition. There's a lot of changes going on in my life right now. There's a lot of decisions that I've made that changed everything about my life. Um, And so in this season of transition, I realized that as I'm evolving as a person, so will spiritual slang. But until I get to, you know, my balanced or level headed space, I can't just put out an episode. I, you know, was battling with kind of who I was in a sense. And so if I didn't know who I was, or if I was, you know, going through this identity thing, hence this episode, but if I was going through this identity thing, and I didn't really know who I was or who I was becoming in a sense, then how could I kind of put out an episode? Also, this episode is a result of the season I'm going through, which is another reason why I couldn't just put out any sort of episode. You know, I go through things and I experience things for a reason to talk about them and, you know, put it out there so that other people who relate to it just know that, as I said, they're not alone and that they can get through it. So that is why I've been kind of MIA but I'm back and I'm better. (laughs) As I mentioned just a second ago, as I continue to evolve as a person, so will spiritual slang. And I'm really excited about what that is going to look like in a sense, um, because I've gotten some vision. I'm really excited to, you know, just execute on it and keep moving forward on it. We will continue to have deep conversations and have transparent conversations. 
about struggles and issues and all that stuff and things we've gone through or things we're going through. But at the same time, there's going to be moments where we kind of keep it lighthearted just because not every day in our life is a struggle. Not everything in life is a struggle. There are good moments as well. And so I also want to talk about those moments and I want to have lighthearted conversations. But no matter what, of course, everything will be through a faith-based lens because, you know, I love Jesus. So everything I talk about is going to be through my eyes as a believer in God. Today's episode, as you can tell by the title, is called, Who Am I? Who is me? (laughs) I decided to name this episode, Who Am I? Because the main theme and focus of it is identity. This is something that I was processing over the last I feel like couple months or few months is just my identity hence why I was absentee from the podcast as I said I was going through a season of transition in my life and so with that transition came a lot of questions about who I was and who I was becoming as well as who I wasn't and what ended up happening is that I realized Who I thought I was was actually who I wasn't. And I don't know who I am because of that. We'll get into that in a little bit, though, like really dive into the nitty gritty of it and what that looks like for me. So let's get started. Identity. Hmm. Identity is such an interesting thing. Figuring out who you are is interesting in itself. And also, I think the process of trying to find out who you are can cause like anxiety and all of that stuff, because I think as individuals, we just try to fit in, you know, or we want to have a certain identity so that we can control how people portray us. It's definitely something that I feel like we all strive to figure out, like we try to figure out, you know, who we are, what we're doing, what our identity is. But sometimes once we think we have it figured out, you realize that your identity isn't actually what you thought it was. Disclaimer, that's what happened to me. (laughs) Hence why we're having this episode. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out who I was in this world and also really just trying to construct an identity of myself that I wanted people to view me as. Growing up, I feel like I never really knew who I was. And anytime I tried to identify myself as something, it didn't last. And there were definitely many different things that contributed to this. Because I never really felt like I knew who I was as I became an adult, I wanted to construct this idea of who I was so that I could portray myself in a certain way. As I mentioned, though, there were a lot of things that contributed to this, one being growing up mixed. So I'm Colombian and black, half Colombian, half black. And I love that I'm mixed now. Like, I love it. And I'm very proud to be both, you know, both sides. With that being said, growing up mixed isn't necessarily easy on your identity. I never really felt like I fit in in either groups. 
So when I was with my group of black friends, I felt like the white girl. And then if I was in a group of like my white friends or Latin friends, I felt like the black girl. It never was like the perfect size, like the perfect, the, the shoe never perfectly fit. And since that's what I was dealing with, it was really hard for me to know who I was growing up. When you're growing up, all you want to do is fit in. You know, now when you're like an adult and you're older, you're like, I don't fit in. That's okay. I'm unique. You know, but like growing up, all you want to do is fit in. And so for me not to feel like I was fitting in just like did something to how I viewed myself and and made me just confused about who I was. Another thing that contributed to me wanting to really find who I was and have an identity is the fact that when I was growing up, I had friends that were inevitably more outgoing than I was or more outspoken than I was. And so they had all of the attention. And that left me a lot of times in people's shadows. And so I felt as though people only knew me as that person's friend, in a sense, sometimes. So I wasn't just Chanel on my own. It was like I was this person's friend, Chanel. And so it felt like I didn't have my own identity. And that happened for a long time growing up just because I had really close friends that I did like everything with. And so you never really caught us separate from each other. And so I never really knew who I was outside of that person, which is a struggle, you know, because I don't think I, I think there's moments where I felt like I didn't really have an identity or there was nothing really unique about me or there was, you know, like, who was I? And I didn't really know. What's funny though, is that because, you know, certain people were more outspoken than I was, um, and that really was shown, especially with me, because I grew up being very shy and not a speaker at all. I think I mentioned that on this podcast a while ago where I said it was crazy that I was going to come out with a podcast because I was that shy person. I never really spoke. And so because I was that shy person and I never really spoke, people knew me as being shy. You know, they always be like, why is Chanel not talking? <laughs> It's so funny to think about that. But like they would say that because I was just so shy and I was so reserved. um, And that stemmed from so many different things. But as a result, I got labeled as the shy person and the reserved person or the person that didn't really speak. So because I was labeled as a shy person and, you know, not outspoken and never really spoke in general, I thought that was my identity for so long. I was like, well, I'm just shy. I'm just that shy person. I'm not going to talk. I'm just shy. Like, I'm not going to, you know, speak my opinion. I'm just shy. I used it almost as a crutch because I had identified myself as that. Fast forward to being an adult and being called to come out with a podcast. I didn't think I could do it because I was never that person that actually spoke. And I was like, how am I going to do a podcast? I'm that shy person that doesn't speak. But that's the thing. I'm not that shy person that doesn't speak because that's not my identity. Just because I was shy when I was growing up doesn't mean that's my identity forever or that's who I'm going to be forever because my identity doesn't lie in that. You know, God will turn a non-speaker to a speaker. God will do something or use the person that you least expect so that you know that God is doing it and so that he gets the glory. 
because there would be no way that that could have happened unless God was doing it. So this went on until I was about, I feel like 20 or so, where, you know, I was the shy person, never really spoke. I had friends that were more outspoken and outgoing. So I was always in their shadow. And then I was like the mixed girl. So I never really felt like I fit in in either group. So like I felt like I didn't really know who I was, you know, or knew my didn't know my identity my entire life growing up. And so by the time I got to, I feel like 21 or so, I was really, you know, trying to figure out who I was and trying to create an identity for myself. And so I knew that I wanted to live in a certain place. I knew I wanted to have a certain lifestyle, um, a certain career, and just build this identity for myself. But that's the thing. I was building it myself, not God. I was trying to build an identity and this person who I thought I should be. And I was doing that all by myself. And I ended up doing it. I ended up, you know, getting a certain type of job. I ended up living a certain type of life and really, you know, finding things I like and learning what I love and don't love and creating this image and identity of Chanel that I was proud of that I really liked and I was I felt like I could flourish in but because I had liked this identity and because I had liked this version and it panned out the way I had planned for it to pan out it made it really hard for me to make tough decisions that I needed to make such as leave a job that I was at for four years yes I left my job but I'll talk more about that on another episode because it's a whole nother thing but it made it really hard to make decisions like that because I had identified myself with that job for so long and so when it came to leaving it it took me a very long time to finally do it that's what happens a lot of the times when we have identity in something or someone it makes it really hard to let go of that thing And sometimes we need to let go of it in order to move on with our life, in order to allow God to, you know, bless us and take us from level to level, from glory to glory. We need to let go of some things. But because we identify ourselves in different things, it makes it really hard to do that. And sometimes, unfortunately, we won't do it because it's too scary. When I say I don't know who I am, I don't mean it in a bad way, though. I mean it in a very beautiful way. I think it's beautiful because there's so many possibilities. Because I'm not tied to anything and I'm not being held back by anything. But I'm allowing God to really shape me and form me and, you know, help me become everything that he's called me to be. And so in a sense, it's like, exciting. It's very exciting, actually. God will never have us leave something, lay something down, let go of something, even if it's, and I'm not just talking about like a job, a person or whatever. I'm even talking about like our ideas of ourselves, our identities of of ourselves. He will never cause us to let anything go that he wouldn't restore in tenfold and that he wouldn't restore with something that you were like, I'm thankful that I let that thing go because this is like a hundred times better. And so for me to not know who I am and to be like, who am I? 
is really exciting to me because I thought the person that I had identified myself as was good, but God says he has something better. So if he could beat that, then let's do it. (laughs) Let's talk about my identity in this moment. As I said, I don't really know who I am, but it's a good thing. When I mentioned earlier about being in a season of transition, what I meant is that I'm in a season of leaving an old version of who I was in order to embrace a new version of who I'm becoming, a new Chanel. To be clear, though, one thing remains the same, and this one thing is the only identity that I actually have, and that is that I am a child of God. That is not an identity that changes. That is my identity. That is who I am. And that does not change no matter what. When we understand that we are a child of God, everything else could change except for that. And so to break this thought down just a little bit more, as children of God, God will call us from place to place, from opportunity to opportunity, from assignment to assignment. And We can't miss that up or let that pass by us because we are finding identity in something that we should not find identity in. The only identity we have is the fact that we are children of God. So we could have a certain job and find identity in it. And then God could tell us, leave that job and go into ministry, but we won't do it because we're afraid of losing the identity that we have in that job. God is going to bless us in so many different ways that we don't even imagine. You know, there's so many routes he can take us, but we have to be willing to go and we have to be willing to not really know what we're going to do or who we are so that he can really show us. So only hang on to the fact that you're a child of God and let everything else come and go. I mentioned a couple minutes ago that I don't know who I am and that's how I feel right now. I don't really know who I am. You know, I know I'm a child of God. I know I have this podcast, which is definitely a part of my purpose and what God is calling me to do. Um, I know little things here and there, but like when I say I don't know who I am, I mean, there are things and decisions that I'm making and things that I'm doing that cause me to really look at myself and be like, dang, I don't know who I am because the Chanel that I thought I was or the old Chanel would never make those decisions or would never you know, take those steps of faith. But because I'm in this transitional season and God is really calling me to different things, I'm like standing in positions where I don't recognize myself because I'm like, wow, I'm really making decisions that I would have never thought I made. And so I don't know who I am because it's not the person that I thought I was. In comparison to the old Chanel or the past, I would have held on to something longer than I should have just because I liked it or I was comfortable in it. And, you know, comfort is very, very dangerous. A lot of times we don't leave our areas of comfort. And so we miss up on so many opportunities that God wants to give us. I used to make decisions that wouldn't make me, you know, fear or worry. Or I used to make decisions that would just make me comfortable, but not anymore. I'm now making decisions that actually make me uncomfortable, that actually make me feel like, what am I doing? (laughs) 
But I'm happy because I know that those are decisions that God wants me to make. It's funny that the old Chanel, you know, would have made a decision like that and been fearful or worried. But as I made those decisions, I'm not worried and I'm not fearful because I know they're God decisions. I know there's something that God wanted me to do. And if God wanted me to do it, then I know that I know that I know that he won't let me go and that he won't, you know, just make me have this decision and be like, all right, you made the decision. Now figure it out on your own. Like God is going to see it through. God is going to, you know, help me figure it out. He's going to show me step by step. And when I talk about these decisions and, you know, what they've had me do um, and how they've made me feel, it's not just one big decision. Like one big decision was I didn't leave my job, but another, you know, decision had to do with people that I was uh, around and, yeah, it was like different things. Like the season of transition has really been interesting because God is really just showing me in so many different routes what he's changing and kind of taking off from me because it's a part of like an old version of me that I can no longer um, entertain in a sense. I've found myself saying no when I like really wanted to say yes. I love that phrase. Saying no when you really want to say yes. That's a level of obedience that shows your growth on a different level. Because if you think about it, a lot of times we'll do things that we want to do. I want to go there, so let me go there. I want to talk to this person, so let me talk to that person. I want to do this, so let me do that. But sometimes we'll have to say no when we actually want to do something. We'll have to say no when we want to talk to someone. We'll have to say no when we actually want to see this thing out. Because it's not what God has for us. And there's a lot of pretty things that, you know, will show up in our lives or the enemy will flash in front of us. But that's when you have to distinguish between whether they're just good things or are they good and God things. Like, are they good or are they God? And so sometimes they're just good and nice and flashy things, but they're not God. And so although you want to take that good and nice and flashy thing, you have to say no to it for what God has for you for better. I also don't know who I am and like didn't really recognize myself in this season because I was doing better when I knew better. A lot of times, you know, we know better, but we don't do better. Like we know it's not good if we talk to this person or we know it's not good if we do this one thing or stay at this job or whatever or take this opportunity. Like we know better than that, but we don't actually do better. Even though we know better, we'll just be like, oh, it's okay. It's just one time. It's just one conversation. It's just one hangout. But it's like, no, (laughs) if you know better, do better. And so in the season, I found myself knowing better and doing better. In this time of leaving my identity or the identity that I created for myself, I'm letting go of my idea for my life and actually embracing the dark to be where God is. I'm going to be honest, like, Me letting go of this identity and not really knowing where God is taking me isn't easy. (laughs) You're in this like, or I'm, since I'm talking about myself, I'm in this like dark space where you can't really see where you're going. You're just like kind of feeling around, you know, when you're in a dark room trying to find the light. And so you're like kind of feeling around for it. Like, that's how I feel because I'm, you know, letting go of an identity that I thought I had to be exactly where God is, to be obedient to God, to listen to what he's telling me to do. But in true God fashion, he's only telling me step by step. He's only showing me 
step by step. And so it's not easy. It's not like I have it all figured out. It's dark, but I'm embracing the dark. As I said earlier, the unknown is so exciting because there's so many possibilities. And if I know God is good, then I know whatever it is, it's going to be good. I actually, you know, want to bring up an example. Um, I kind of talked about my job already, but I also was talking to someone recently and they were going through a breakup. And it was so funny the way God works because this story came up as I was in this process of creating this episode. Quick disclaimer, I've had this episode written out for about a month or so, but then I've had the thought and some notes in my phone about the episode for longer than a month, probably like two or three months. But the reason it took me so long to actually record it is because if I'm in a season of transition where God is, you know, having me lay down an identity that I thought I had in order to embrace this new thing that he's trying to do in my life and really walk in in faith for real, for real, um, then there were still some things that he was working out within that. And so I couldn't come on here and talk about identity until I felt like I was stable enough and balanced enough in what God was doing and what God did um, to talk about it. And so that I could, you know, provide insight or really be helpful and, and say it the way I'm meant to say it. And so, yeah, I've been sitting on it for a while, meditating on it, praying on it and figuring it out. But along the way, back to the story, there's been moments where God has confirmed to me that this is, you know, an episode that he wanted me to do. And that was like meant for me to do. And so funny enough, I was talking to someone um, and they were going through a breakup, as I said, and they were dealing with identity issues as a result of it. And so this breakup, you know, it wasn't easy for either parties. And the person I was talking to was really struggling with it because they had found such identity in that relationship. And so they had constructed this idea of this perfect relationship with this person um, and their child. And they, you know, it was like this family view. But this person knew, knew, knew at the core of their heart that she could no longer be in the relationship. And as much as she wanted to go back to it, as much as she wanted it to work out and there were opportunities where she could have gone back to it, she didn't because she knew that God had something better for her. So when I had conversations with her about it, a lot of the things she said related to the fact that she didn't know who she was without this person, that she felt like if she didn't have this person and have this perfect idea of this relationship and family, then the identity that she had created for herself would have been lost. And if she didn't have that identity, then who was she? I bring up that story because you know, I was talking about a job and I was also talking about certain people, but it also is in relationships that we find identity and we find identity in the people that we're with. In this story, you know, the relationship was toxic. And I feel like a lot of times, even when we know we shouldn't be with them or, or we know, you know, that it's toxic, we won't leave that relationship or that situation because we're too tied to the identity that we have in it. We're too tied to it. And we're afraid of what life looks like if we don't actually have it. Although she wanted to go back, though, and there were moments where she was really weak and almost did, she didn't. She let go of 
that life to let go of that identity and embrace the dark as well. Another thing that I'm doing in terms of that is like kind of new to who I am um, and as a result, like I don't really know who I am is that like I'm refusing things that were normally my crutch or that were normally comfortable. I'm refusing to go back to those things. I'm refusing, you know, to really even entertain those things. And by things, I mean that I'm talking about like thoughts. I'm talking about, you know, behaviors. I'm talking about people. (laughs) So like it's just refusing all those things that I'm comfortable in and that I used to do because they don't feel comfortable anymore. They don't feel right. They don't fit with me anymore. Lastly, what really struck me by surprise as well was the fact that I'm embracing this new version. Previously, I would have been like, nope, that don't, nope, that's not me or nope, I'm this and this and that. And so this this other new stuff or these other new behaviors or thoughts or whatever don't fit in with who I say I am. But now I'm just like embracing it. I'm okay with like moving differently. I'm okay with talking differently or forgiving more or changing up things I've been doing for as long as I can remember um, just to like embrace really embrace this new version of who I am. And I think that kind of just goes with the excitement of like all the possibilities and stuff and also not wanting to hold myself back. Like you don't ever want to get in the way of yourself. You know, that's the one thing I always say is that like I never want to get in the way of myself. And so like I never want to stand in the way of me growing or um, me changing or whatever or like really laying hold of what God has for me. And so with this, I've just been really just open to like doing things differently than I used to do them or, you know, talking differently and stuff like that, like I said. So with all these, you know, things that I mentioned about not really recognizing who I am and making tough decisions and letting go of the idea of who I thought I was, but also who the person who was in the relationship thought they were and embracing the dark. I really just wanted to talk about identity because I feel like we can be so tied to what we think we are or who we think we should be, what people say about us or what people say we are, that we become afraid to let go and really let God. With all that being said, identity is important to talk about because we want to make sure that we're not so tied to who we think we are, who people say we are, or to things and everything like that, that we don't ever let go and let God. Now that I've talked about the different things that made me not really recognize myself now or that made me think like who am I I want to talk about the process of you know this I whole identity crisis that I've gone through and how I've kind of just been able to move forward and realize that my identity doesn't lie in anything other than God the first thing that I did or you know had to really realize was I had to take note of who I wasn't things I used to do and when I say things I used to do I'm not talking about used to like years ago I'm talking about things I would do two months ago had to go and the reason I emphasize the fact that it was two months ago and not 
like years ago is because I have an episode already out called The Old Me where I talk about who I was before Christ, BC days. So I'm not saying like I'm trying to get rid of things that or all things that I was doing before Christ because I'm talking about things that I even adapted as a believer. You see, we're always changing and we're always evolving. And so there are things I do now that I'll probably let go a year from now because it's like, okay, those don't actually fit the version that I am a year from now. Those ways, those thoughts, like we're constantly changing, we're constantly growing, we're constantly learning new ways to do things. And so that's just a little explanation of why, you know, I wanted to emphasize the fact that there were things I was letting go that I was just doing two months ago, not years ago. And so some of the things that I had to really take note of in this like new season I'm in is that I'm not insecure. I'm not fearful. I'm not doing things for validation. I'm not doing it for myself, but for God. I'm not trying to prove myself and I'm not tied to anything or anyone. Taking note of these things is really important because as I said, like with the shy reference of being the shy person, we can sometimes identify ourselves to even the not so good parts about us. Like shy, being shy is not really a bad thing. Whereas like if you're insecure or, you know, a fearful person, that's more of like, oh, I don't know if I really want to admit that. But I found myself even identifying myself in those things where it's like, oh, it's okay. Like I'm just, you know, I'm a little bit scared to do it. Like you almost like kind of make it okay. Where it's like, oh, I'll always just have insecurities. It's no big deal. Like I'll just deal with it. Or, you know, you kind of just become comfortable in it. You kind of become comfortable in your um, flaws or your disadvantages. And not saying that we won't have struggles, you know, throughout our lives and we'll struggle with different things at different times but we shouldn't be so comfortable in them that like we never seek to change them or we never seek to realize that it doesn't have to actually be that way and so those were things that I listed as things that I was not but even with those things that I wasn't and obviously they weren't like proud things or something that I would go flaunt all around it wasn't like the version of myself that I was letting go was somebody that I didn't like because I did like that Chanel. Hence why it was so hard to let it go. I liked who I was. I had and still have um, a lot of things going for myself. I felt like I had literally come to a place of really knowing who I was. But even then, I couldn't be so tied to that version that I didn't let it go when God wanted to give me something else. I said it earlier where it was the identity that I built for myself. I did like it and I was thriving in it, I thought. Being in a space of letting go of an identity that you tie yourself to, whether that be just like a general identity of who you think you are or an identity that you have in a job, in a person, um, in a relationship, in a friendship, no matter what it is, Letting that go is extremely uncomfortable. And being uncomfortable can have you seeking comfort because you don't want to feel that way. You know, it's not always fun. It's not like the best feeling in the world. But 
as you grow in relationship with God and as you continue to walk, you actually start to really embrace the uncomfortable because it's a good space to be in because that's where God does his work. So when you're uncomfortable, you tend to find yourself trying to cling to things that are make you comfortable. Sometimes that comfortable thing can be pain, which is so crazy because you're like, why would I want to be in pain? Why would I want to feel hurt? But if you're so used to being in pain or feeling hurt or rejected or whatever it is, like you'll tend to seek that out. And I found myself doing that plenty of times. I have dealt with a lot of things, hence the podcast. Um, And so a lot of the things that I've dealt with have left me, you know, in pain. So I realized that there were moments where when things were going really good or or if I didn't feel the pain, it almost felt uncomfortable. So I wanted that pain. Like I wanted something to be wrong. I wanted to be able to feel that comfort, even if the comfort came from me not being happy. We do tend to cling to things that we recognize. And so if pain, for instance, is something that we recognize, then we'll cling to it. There were also moments you know, within this process where I found myself looking back at the old or just turning around instead of looking forward because I was unsure of the new. When you don't know where you're going and where God's taking you and it's kind of dark, you're probably going to like look back a couple times and like try to go back to the old just because it's like, oh, I don't know if I could do it. So let me go back or let me let me look back. What this looked like is hanging out with old people or just resorting to contacting that person that you know you're not supposed to just because you're like looking back instead of looking forward or trying to still sit in that old version of yourself and so trying to make yourself fit in that old version by saying well maybe I still can do this or maybe I still can stay here or maybe I still can explore this person. But what I found when in times where I was trying to do that is that anytime I tried to do that, it just didn't fit. I didn't feel peace. Like it didn't feel right. And if I don't feel peace, then I know I shouldn't be there. It was crazy because like, even though I wanted, I was looking back or going back to the old thing because I wanted to feel comfortable. It ended up leaving me uncomfortable but not the good type of uncomfortable. It just ended up leaving me uncomfortable where it was like, girl, you are done with that. Like you just do not fit in that anymore. And so you got to let it go, which is just testament to God. God doesn't want you in something or wants you to really make a decision to step forward and leave and leave something that you're tied to. He will start making that thing feel uncomfortable for you, making you feel agitated more in that certain position or in that relationship or in that friendship or he'll just bring things to the light where you start to really be like I really can't be this person in this situation anymore it gives you the strength and the courage to really make that step and and move forward and not look back I was explaining to a friend of mine like kind of this identity thing that I was going through at one point probably a couple friends actually And I had given them this analogy of how it felt to go through it. And I was talking about the fact that in this time of transition, 
in the season of transition, the enemy doesn't want me to become what God's calling me to become. Of course he doesn't. And so in this time, I felt like there were things getting thrown at me from who I used to be. And the enemy was trying to see what, just trying to see like what would stick. And so the visual was like, I feel like, you know, when you try to just throw something on the wall or whatever, like something sticky, and then you're just trying to see what will stick. Um, That's like what it was. Like I was getting a bunch of things like thoughts and people and situations and all of that stuff that was from kind of like the old identity of who I thought I was getting thrown at me, trying to like have me stay in this old identity trying to see what would stick that would make me believe that I was still this old identity instead of embracing what God was calling me to do instead of embracing who God was calling me to be and so it was just like so funny because it was like there's a lot of things getting thrown at me right now but none of them could stick because they just didn't fit when you get to a point where you're like okay whatever like I'm just gonna lay down the identity that I thought I was supposed to have and take on the armor of who God is calling me to be like nothing fits that that's part of like your old life you know like not nothing there's certain things people whatever but those things that are you're meant to lay down they don't fit anymore so no matter they kept throwing things at me situations thoughts like it was just like random things like it wasn't necessarily people or or whatever but it was like thoughts too you know like you still think this way or still think this way or still resort to if you're sad, listen to sad music. So you make yourself more sad. Or, you know, if you want to talk to that person, actually talk to them and just like be mad about it later or whatever. And so it was like all these different things that were being thrown at me, but none of them would stick. But in a season of transition, it's very dangerous to anyone that's coming against that because it's like, oh, she's really about to figure out who she is. And so let me try to stop her from doing that. So, of course, you know, there was warfare and resistance. Although this whole process wasn't easy, you know, it was a process over a few months um, that started out hard, got some easy moments, and then it was hard again. It wasn't easy whatsoever, and it was definitely scary. But no matter what, I kept moving forward. I kept pushing forward. And, and I didn't grow angsty or try to figure it out all at once or try to plan it myself. I mean, there were moments where I was like, well, what if this or whatever? But like, I would stop myself right away because I was like, if I'm really going to do this, then I'm really just going to depend on God. I know God will show me and lead me in any moments where you're going through a transition or a change. Don't try to figure it out all at once, you know, like, Sometimes you're not called to figure it out all at once. You might not know. You might just know one step, but that one step is enough. And once you do that, then steps will continue to be revealed to you. In this process and season, I've definitely learned and accepted a bunch of lessons that I want to share on here because they are crucial truths that I think are very important for all of us to hold on to as we grow continuously change and become new versions of ourselves first people places jobs family they don't define us I'm not only Chanel the daughter of Rosa I'm not only the girl who grew up there I'm not only the girl that grew up here and got this career I'm a child of God 
first and foremost. And as a child of God, we're assigned to so many different things in this life. So we can't be so attached to things or people or lifestyles or jobs, opportunities, ideas of ourselves, none of that, because we're assigned to so many different things. And sometimes those things will cause us to move and uproot our lives and let go of things that we thought we would be with or let go of people we thought we were going to be with forever or let go of places um, that we thought we would be at forever. Like you've got to be able to be flexible so that you can really walk this thing out. Another thing I learned, which I mentioned briefly earlier, was that God makes you uncomfortable in your old ways or in your old identity so that he can shake it off of you. In order for you to really make the decision, like if God is calling you to become someone else or to become the person that you're really meant to be, in order for you to really make that decision, he will make you the not so good kind of uncomfortable so that you really take that faith step and actually do it. Your identity in God is also so important because that's what he can bless. If we aren't being who God created us to be, we're just existing not living in our full potential. This reminds me of a scripture in the Bible under Matthew like twenty one nineteen, which I was already reading Matthew. And then as I had the identity, you know, on in my back pocket, the episode, this scripture came about and I was like another confirmation. But the scripture talks about how when Jesus saw this fig tree with just leaves, he made it wither and never bear fruit again because it was supposed to be bearing figs like it was supposed to have figs on it because it was a fig tree but it only had leaves on it so instead of flourishing it withered it shrunk it faded and it decayed the reason I bring up that scripture and it reminds me of you know what I'm talking about with identity and really being who God called us to be is that This can be us when we don't stand in the identity that God created us to have. We can't flourish and he can't bless us when we're standing in identity that we created for ourselves. When we're standing in identity or attaching ourselves to an identity or holding on to an identity that is not actually from God and it's an identity that we created for ourselves. And so Instead of flourishing and bearing the fruit that we're supposed to have and everything like that, we're going to we wither and we produce stuff that we're not supposed to produce and we just like shrink and decay. Another crucial lesson that I learned um, throughout this whole process was that I'm not always going to be the same and that's okay. You may work really hard at becoming something and creating an identity for yourself but you may not always actually be that and it's okay not to be that I think when we work so hard at becoming something or making something of ourselves or at a job or in a relationship or whatever it is we feel like we can't leave it because we've already put so much work into it or it's who we are you know but the reality is which I've you know basically kind of said earlier which is We're not always going to be the same. We're going to change. That change can sometimes include letting go of something that you worked really, really hard on for many, many years. But that's okay. Realize that new is good. Change is good. 
and embrace the new even when it's uncomfortable. This other lesson was also really, really impactful for me, which is if you do something that doesn't align with who you think you are, that's okay. It doesn't make you any less of yourself. So one of the things that I identified myself as was an overachiever. Chanel the overachiever. And an overachiever is a really hard identity to like attach yourself to because an overachiever is like you're not only achieving, but you're overachieving. (laughs) And so when you attach yourself to an identity like that, like you're placing a, a very high standard on yourself and expecting yourself to always, always, always operate on a certain level that sometimes just doesn't work. Like that level isn't always obtainable, right? Because you go through certain things, you have um, not enough time, you know, like your, your life changes. And so there might be moments where you can't operate on that level or um, situations where you fall short. But because I identified myself as an overachiever, if I didn't meet that standard on something that I was doing, I would be really hard on myself because I was like, that's my identity. Like, I need to live up to that identity. Like, that's who I am. Like, let me make sure I do everything in my power to keep that identity. But then I realized, like, no, it's like a characteristic. It's a good characteristic to be a hard worker, to be go above and beyond sometimes. But don't, you know, crucify yourself or don't be hard on yourself when you don't actually meet that in some projects or in some situations or whatever. It's okay to not always meet that. Again, that's not your identity. That's just a characteristic. And it doesn't make you any less of a person, any less of a worker, any less smart if you don't actually meet that. It relates to the fact that like, you know, we might fall short and we might not always overachieve. It's okay just to achieve. But also when you have an identity like that, you feel like it's hard for you to take breaks um, and to pause because you're not doing something when you pause or take a break. You're not overachieving when you pause or take a break. And so a lot of times you'll, or at least for myself, I was hard on myself if I took a break or if I took a pause because I'm like, I need to overachieve. I need to do more, more, more. But throughout this process, I learned that it's okay if I take a break. It's okay if I don't do anything one day. It's okay if I thought I was going to do something and I don't actually do it. Now, not that I need to have that habit every seven days a week, but if I decide to take a two-week break, then that is okay. That doesn't make me any less of a productive person or any less of an achiever or any less of a person in general or devalued. And so that's why it's important that we don't identify ourselves with certain you know, ways that we think of ourselves or ways that people think of us and really just own the fact that we are a child of God and that's it and everything else is just characteristic or a part of us but not who we are. What's crazy about it also is that until I was really able to let go of who I thought I was or the identity that I was supposed to have, I didn't get the vision and the creativity that I was, you know, seeking for my next steps. But once I let it go, like all of a sudden vision and creativity came, things got a little more clearer for what God was calling me to do. And with that came peace. And so, you know, I was worried before I had really like made the decisions I needed to make, like, how am I going to feel? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? But once I actually did it, God met me there and gave me what I needed in that moment. I also want to say that the growth is worth it. 
what used to make me comfortable, I'm now questioning because I know God is doing something new. So I have to question everything that I used to do and everything that I used to be because I'm trying to elevate. And so like embrace the growth. And it helps to know that like there are certain things that I can't get or be taken to unless I'm like micro focused on being the person that I need to be to get those things. Lastly, I just want to say there's so much more to us that we can't see. God is the only one that knows who we are two years from now. He knows who we're meant to be. But if we try to hold on to something or someone that we're identifying ourselves with or we're too scared to let go of because we see our identity in them, we're doing ourselves a disservice. We're only allowing ourselves to go so far in life or to grow so far or to get blessed at a certain level. There's a version of me, there's a version of you that is better than the version that you are now because God grows us and takes us from glory to glory. You just have to be willing to not know so that you can know who that person is. You have to be willing to not know everything, to not have it all figured out so that you can eventually become and know who you are really or what you're meant to do. And have enough faith to believe that God will show you even when you can't see it at the moment. The moment I made the decision, I got so much peace and vision for spiritual slang is what I was referring to. There was a moment where I didn't feel as creative or I didn't feel like I had enough vision for it. And so I was struggling with that. But the reason I couldn't do, you know, see the vision for it is because I was sitting on a decision and I was sitting in a place of an old version of myself that no longer fit who I was. And so until I made the decision, until I really let it go, then in that moment or like a couple days later, I got all this vision for spiritual slang. So God will show you once you take a step, but you just have to keep taking steps. And if we're not willing to move or be open enough, we may never know the bigger and better version of ourselves, the version of ourselves that God knows. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spiritual Slang. I hope that it helped you. I hope that it encouraged you. I hope that it resonated with you in any sense of the word. Um, And I'm really excited to be back, honestly. God has given me so much vision for spiritual slang, and there's so many things I want to talk about and bring up. So yeah, I'm excited for the next steps of this. I hope that you continue to follow along. Please follow the podcast at Spiritual Slang on whatever podcast platform that you listen to. Like that podcast like the episode it is really helpful for me and yeah so don't be afraid to take faith steps trust god and stay prayed up bye y'all